Hi, this is Olivia. Hello, this is Stanley. And it's Edgar. And welcome to the Minority Report, episode 40. 40. I feel like this is a big milestone for us. I mean, like any any (laughs) milestone in 10. 10, Yeah, like is big. (laughs) Maybe 50. I think 50 is when we should do something huge. (laughs) I don't know what it is. (laughs) Maybe nothing, but maybe like our favorite episodes. Oh, or a clip, know. a clip show. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's way too early. We'll figure something out for episode fifty. But yeah, forty. We've done forty of these. We've Crazy. done forty episodes. Yeah. So as usual, we're gonna start off by telling you where you can find us. Yes. If you don't know where to find us, I don't know where you're listening to us right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts: iTunes, Overplay, Google Cast. All the Stitcher. Stitcher, all the players. SoundCloud. I'm, you know, like I mix some of those up, but like it's, <laughs> it's all the same. Find us and share, please. Find us and share, especially on iTunes. Wink, yes. wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram. We are at Minority Pod, and on Facebook, we are the full the Minority Report podcast. Yes. So leave us some comments. Talk to us. We get really excited. When yes. you guys talk to yes. us and, you know, like, we share did. ideas and I, I, tweet know, at us. You know what we should do for episode 50? We should come up with, like, a listener email <laughs> and then, like, force people <laughs> to email us Oh, my God. We should do dogs. a Q&A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. That Okay, episode 50. I promise. That's what we're going <laughs> to do. Yeah. We'll do a Q&A. Q&A. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so uh, we want to start off the episode with kind of the big topic of the week. We're recording yes. this on August 30th, so it's been a few days. As a lot of you know, we are located in Texas. We're in mm-hmm. Austin. Um, and over the weekend, we got hit with Hurricane Harvey, which was a tropical storm, and then got upgraded to a Cat 4 hurricane, mm-hmm. and then back down to a tropical storm. Um, it's still ongoing. It is still ongoing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get hit with it one more time. Um, but there was kind of a lot of historic things about this storm. Um, my mom posted on Facebook, she's like, in my 30 years here, I've never seen anything like this. Yes. So it's been pretty wild. Um, the flooding has been really, really bad. Um, both Stanley and I are originally from Houston. Uh, both of our families are safe and dry going a little stir crazy. They're like trapped inside the house right now. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. It's (laughs) crazy. But they are safe and they have power. Um... But there was a lot of devastation kind of wreaked by Harvey. And I think if you see, like, before and after pictures mm-hmm. of, like, the Houston highways and the flooding that happened, that, like, really gives a good idea as it's to crazy. how much rainfall yep. there actually was. There was 60 inches of rain, which, you know, no... Literally, scientists nobody, thought this was not possible. Yeah, nobody expected <laughs> it. I think people expected, like, 30 inches of rain. Right. Um... There are cities on the Texas coast that are just, like, completely destroyed. Yep. Um, There was something crazy, like, a crazy number of tornadoes rolled through Houston because with hurricanes come tornadoes. Pressure changes, Uh, cyclones, (laughs) right. And it's, how many, it's 14 to 15 trillion gallons of water has fallen in Texas. Trillion. Trillion. An amazing number. It is, I mean, it's crazy. The entire Texas Guard was called to kind mm-hmm. of help help with relief efforts while the storm was hitting and after the storm. Um, and 
like we mentioned earlier, it's going to circle back around. Um, 13 million people are have been affected by the storm, and Houston itself is a city of, like, what, 4 to 6 million? Yeah. yeah. So it's you a, can imagine yes, that, yes. like, it's a pretty large, you know, it's a pretty large amount of people affected. Um, at its height, like, when it was classified as a Cat 4, it was 130 mile per hour winds. Wow. Yeah. Like crazy trees yeah. falling over. I mean, here, I mean, just where Flying. where Stanley and I live, yeah. bad things happen. Yeah. We're far away, you know. Like in Austin, like just tree branches falling and tree branches, carports, like yeah. yeah, signs. I mean, on my commute uh, up to where I work, there's still a bunch of highway signs all the way down. Mm-hmm. It's like, and we are so far away. We're like 300, 400 yeah. miles away from where this actually happened. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and there have been 17 deaths confirmed. Confirmed so far. So far. Um, I mean, considering the, considering the magnitude of this storm, it's kind of amazing that like the casualties are so low. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So first of all, to all of, um, the people in Texas, on the Texas coast and in Houston that are affected, our thoughts are with you. Our yes. support is with you. Um, and uh, the American Red Cross is on the ground um, yes. doing relief work. So if you have the ability, please donate to the American Red Cross. My company is actually like being really great and matching donations by the employees up to $10,000. That's awesome. Amazing. So, Amazing. Um, you know, encourage your workplaces to maybe do donation matches if you work for a larger company. Um, try to, I know there are like organizations um, collecting donations or money for donations. Um, I know in particular, they, people need um, toiletries, diapers, um, uh, female sanitary products. So those are the type of things that like, if you can buy them and get them to Texas, do that. Yes. Um, and I think there are like a couple of Amazon lists also floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of just wanted to, you know, go through and talk about our personal feelings towards Harvey. All of us have family in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't have family on the coast, but uh, like seeing pictures out of Houston was really scary for me. Like I was really, this is the first time I've really like been, my area of Houston doesn't really flood. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, this is the first time I was concerned that like our house was going to flood. Mm. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. That's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Stanley. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, I, I didn't like, we weren't even sure yeah. it was going to be a big a deal. I remember yeah. we were, you were like, I'm thinking like of going. going back to Houston that yeah. weekend, and, but it was like a wait and see type of thing. And then when it, like when people were saying it was going to go, go more serious, I'm, I'm like, um, yeah, I should probably should, stay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was staying in Austin and then, like, was worried about my parents, but th- they're okay. Like, they live in a part of Sugarland where it was said to have, like, two mandatory evacuation zones because of, like, this river. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, um, far from it, so they didn't have to do it. But right. a friend of ours, like, her parents needed to move because oh, they were God. in the ma- mandatory evacuation zones. Yes. And... That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, people are having to be kind of rescued by boats. Yeah. Um, I know a girl who lives in an apartment complex. 
Um, and people from, she lives on like the second or third floor and people from the first floor were coming up and knocking being like, Hey, can we stay here? Because first floor is flooded. Like we can't, you know, it's inhabitable. Um, I know of people's, you know, like people's homes getting flooded. Um, this was pictures. I'm showing Stanley and I got pictures (laughs) of like my house and like the flooding outside my house. It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it, the amount of water. It's like so much water. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't even comprehend it. Like there are pic- like Olivia was saying, there are pictures of literally before and after of the highway, like highway bridges all the yeah. way up with highway yeah. signs. Yeah. And the after picture, it is underwater, and yeah. you can't even mm-hmm. comprehend how much water that is. The devastation that will happen to yeah. Houston, we can't even imagine yeah. it. I mean, like Houston, poorly planned, poorly, poorly planned city. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> built on a swamp. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like, it's something like 30 feet above sea level. So like mm. it floods, it floods every year. <laughs> it floods. But this, I think like when you live in Houston and you're used to it, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. going to flood, you know, like right. we know it's going to flood, but this is worse than I've ever seen mm-hmm. it. Right. And you know, like. I was born and raised there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to talk about, eva- like Stanley mentioned before, evacuation measures. Yeah. Because the majority of the city, um, there wasn't even a voluntary evacuation um, notice sent out. Uh, the mayor was pretty adamant by saying, like, hey, listen, stay put. Um, and Governor Abbott on Friday... Uh, last Friday yeah, was like, being Governor Abbott and was like, I don't know. I'd really think about evacuating if I were you. <laughs> the night before the storm. The <laughs> night before the storm. And I just wanted to talk about like evacuation measures a bit and the reasoning behind why Houston didn't evacuate. Yeah. Um, Houston has four to six million people living in it. Yeah evacuating a city of that size in like two days or so yeah you um i think what happened is that lessons from hurricane rita Mm -hmm. were learned and um you know during that there was a mandatory evacuation and people spent like a full day like a full 24 hours on the highways just to get to san antonio which yeah. is usually a three-hour drive. Yeah. Right. So I know there are a lot of people um, who maybe don't live in Texas, uh, don't realize how huge Houston is, saying, like, why wasn't there, why weren't there evacuation measures? Right. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? It's like, it's just like evacuation, like evacuating Houston is very complicated because there's like as you said there's like so many people and you can't have that many people like drive out in such a short short amount of time it'd be gridlocked yeah yeah and people who are like saying oh why won't people evacuate aren't from houston so they don't know anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean you i mean you have to think like you know uh, put yourself in the position of being someone who lives in houston who says hey this is a life-threatening situation. Do I stay in my home or do I go on the highway, risk my family? Being stuck in traffic. Being stuck in traffic and being in a flash flood. I mean, we saw highways underwater. Like, this is not an easy task. And that's a hard... I mean, that that is a hard thing. I I couldn't even imagine being in that position. I have family in Houston who was faced with that 
decision. One of uh, my family members' family was their house flooded. Oh. They had to go to the second floor. It was very tragic for them. They couldn't go on the road. And that's, I mean, I can't even comprehend that. Thank God they're fine. And my other family was totally fine. They had, like, it didn't even flood. It wasn't even anywhere near uh, uh, their front door. And that's like, how do you even, you can't comprehend yeah. leaving or not leaving. It's hard. It, it would be like, if we knew we knew a storm was coming, we would have to know a week ahead, and we would have to yeah. slowly evaluate or uh, evacuate in phases. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. That's yeah, tough. and yeah. like predicting a storm that far you out, you it could be huge or it could be nothing. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know what the right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, I, I guess the 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 sort of. I mean, think about it. If if there had been an evacuation measure, and. You saw pictures of those highways completely underwater. Like, so many people would have just died in their cars. Yes. Because mm-hmm. there's no... I mean, that is literally, like, one of the worst situations you could ever be in is your car being swept by water. Yeah. How do you escape that? You Like, you don't. Like, yeah. you would die. Yeah. And, like I said, the reason that the number of casualties is so low is because there wasn't an evacuation measure. <laughs> because the mayor was like, no, just stay put. Like, yeah. don't move. Right, right. Like, coastal cities were evacuated, but a town like Corpus Christi has 350,000 people. Right. That's a lot easier to evacuate than Houston, 4 million. Right, Houston is the fourth largest city in the U.S. Like, it's no joke. Like, it is a giant, massive city. Yeah, and that's from the last census, so, like, it's even past that now. Right. Like, it's way bigger now. Right. I mean, it, it, it all boils down to, like, how do we prevent stuff like this happening? How do we design our cities better? How exactly. Do we, and, and that's just something that, you know, takes time to do. It does. Yeah. Also, just better urban planning. Like, like Houston is... <laughs> it, know, it's just Houston's growing so old, fast. It's, it it's growing hard. so fast. And, you know, Houston's a pretty old city. They were just like... Yeah, this is close to the water. Let's just plop down here, like right. before urban, before modern day urban planning right. was even a thing. Right. Like, of course, now we know better, but a lot of our, <laughs> but like a lot of our urban centers were just like a lot of cities were just kind of plopped down in like a convenient location without right. thought as to how you know. Right. I mean, and, and how also, nature would take hold. But, and, and that's an important factor because back then when you settled an area that was prone to flooding, you sort of could measure where the floods would happen and how it would like how it would affect your town or your city. But now we live in a time where climate change has changed the globe so much. It is literally, uh, you know, a lot of people were writing articles about it. They're saying Climate change didn't cause Harvey. It made Harvey worse. That's what climate mm-hmm. change did. It, you know, the flooding wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. We wouldn't have gotten 60 inches of rain. That's yeah. an amazing yeah. number if it weren't for the warmer waters in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's that's just absolutely tragic. Uh, it is a very complicated issue. There's is. a lot of ways that this could be addressed <laughs> and that this uh, uh, needs to be addressed, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, man... Yeah. The whole climate, like, people don't want to, you know, right now, Texans are in a heightened state of emergency. Like, we're all sort of thinking about how to handle the situation now. But we should be having simultaneous conversations about what's the science, um, the science of climate change. I think we all know that. Right. (laughs) Right. But, like, what's the science... Like, how, 
how much worse was a storm made because of the way humans are living their lives? Yeah. I mean, especially in a place like Texas, which is run by oil and gas. Yeah. Like, public transit just doesn't exist here because if it did, then oil and gas would be bankrupt and we can't have that. Mm-hmm. No, sir. No. Um, yeah. The, it, it, it's a complicated issue. It's one that we can't even begin to tackle yeah. in this episode, but we just thought it was important that we talk about it because it is so local to us. It affected our families. It was literally right next door. Like we, yeah. fe- like we felt it here, you know, and it's not over. It's still happening. Um, you know, our thoughts and prayers with everyone of Houston, East Texas, and Louisiana. This was a huge mm-hmm. catastrophic storm. We we are not even beginning to, like, uh, you know, we have all these numbers and all these stats, but we still don't even know the extent of the damage mm-hmm. that this will cause. Just imagine Katrina, imagine Sandy. Like, this yeah, is... Yeah, we still have another week or two of really waiting before we can accurately, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, accurately get like accurately quantify how much damage this will be something that we struggle yeah we will struggle texas will struggle with this for years Mm -hmm. yeah you know um but yeah so we we thought it was important to talk about it obviously we will keep you updated with any news on houston and and harvey and everything going on there we also will um obviously talk about a lot of the political implications of that uh we will save that for another episode down the line, um, but we thought it was important. Again, you can donate to the Red Cross. Go to redcross.org. Uh, also, donate to food banks. You can yeah. also um, donate to uh, uh, or buy Amazon uh, um, wish, list. wish list. You can do all sorts of things. Please check out Charity Navigator to do your own research on who you think is a, 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 a good organization to give to. We want, we don't want to guide you. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to guide you a certain way, but please, please give. Uh, I know I will. Um, so yeah, um, there's been a lot of uh, other news in, in, in the country going on. There's stuff with North Korea. There's stuff with Trump. Uh, we're really not going to focus on that this episode because because it's been so. It's been uh, it's been a bad time. So we don't yeah. want to focus on some negative things so we thought we would end our sort of news segment this week with a positive story something positive so literally this story just broke a few hours ago um la city council has voted to replace columbus day with indigenous people's day Thanks, yeah. fucking God. Oh, this, my God. This is such great. good news. This is great news. Uh, uh, we, we're, all, we're all really happy about this. Um, so uh, I do want to mention some quick facts. Uh, this holiday was actually, Columbus Day was removed statewide as a money-saving measure by Governor Schwarzenegger in 2009. But Los Angeles chose to continue to observe the holiday because they wanted to give that time off to... Their employees, um, mm-hmm. there was an impassionate argument from um, Native peoples and uh, uh, Hispanic people and people uh, with Native origins who said, hey, let's not call it Columbus Day. If we're going to observe this day, let's call it something else. Let's call it, uh, there was something about Diversity Day or whatever, but uh, Indigenous Peoples Day won out, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, there were some uh, arguments from Italian Americans who felt uh, that Columbus Day was a, a day to celebrate their heritage. That did not win out. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, this is um, you know this is a, a, a larger trend. A lot of states have begun to cut the holiday altogether, 
And a lot of people are now debating, do we celebrate this holiday? Should we celebrate this holiday? Obviously, no. Columbus Day is the celebration of Christopher Columbus, who came over and, quote unquote, discovered the Americas. And <laughs> because More he didn't like, <laughs> you know, killed, na- like, came to the Americas because he was an idiot who couldn't get to India. And mm. thought the world was pear-shaped. He literally named all the Native Americans Indians because he thought it was India. Um, and then and killed that's them that for gold today. that they didn't have. It, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so Columbus Day, is at, or the equivalent of Columbus Day, is actually a holiday that's celebrated in all the Americas, obviously, because it is uh, uh, the merging of two worlds that sort of mm. made the history that is now. Like, we are literally here because of all the crazy shit that happened way back then. Um, in many Latin American countries, though, it is called something different. It is called um, Dia de la Raza, which means Day of the Race. It is also called uh, Dia del Respeto de la Diversidad Cultural, which means Respect for Cultural Diversity Day, which okay. is like the greatest, <laughs> like, okay. okay. Um, and Day of the Americas, Dia de las Americas, which is um, another great way. I think all those, t- that's like, yeah, that's what it should be. It should all not be like Columbus <laughs> Day. It should just be those things. And to any Italians who are like, but Columbus was our guy. I want you to go to YouTube and look up totally biased Columbus Day because you'll there's a really impassioned argument for like instead of making Columbus your guy maybe just make Joe DiMaggio your guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Italians, you got a lot of guys to pick. Italians, you got a lot. You of got dudes. Mario. It's all good. <laughs> Relax. Um, you got a Japanese video game yes, character. Yes. Like you're good. Uh, initial thoughts and feelings on this. Fuck yeah. Fuck Columbus. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, Los Angeles. Yeah, growing up Los, Los Angeles. I'm proud of the Los Angeles and the native people who are like, fuck this guy. Yeah. But let's reclaim the holiday and yeah. still get a day off. Yeah. I'm proud of We can always count on California to go for progress, but also like just keep the holiday. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's good. I, yeah, you know, it's great. I'm, you know, I am a, a Latinx person in America. Uh, so Col- Col- I have a lot of feelings about Columbus Day and what it means I for me. I hope they're all mainly fuck Columbus. Well, n- no, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, I am literally Jokes. a product of colonialism in America. Like I would not exist if True. it weren't for the mm-hmm. merging of both these cultures. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's always been um, this an odd celebration and I've always wanted it to be gone because it's like, we, you know, we're in Latin America. You, they are celebrating literally the mixing of these cultures and uh, these people. Instead, Columbus Day is celebrating the funding of the Americas, which is built on a lie. So for me, this is very, very great news, and I hope it goes national. I hope Columbus Day is not a thing anymore. Like mm. it just shouldn't be. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So I wonder how many years like Texas will like indoctrinate. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot I mean, a lot of people are like already over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Texas, so we're gonna be late on the curve. I know. I just I just really like the trend of people of people just like not trying to celebrate racist white dudes anymore. Mm. Like I love that that is happening. <laughs> This is great news, so we are very, very happy. Um, um, No, so when we come back, we have um, a lot of culture to talk about. So So stay tuned for that. Welcome back, guys. So we're going to start off 
our culture conversation with Taylor Swift's new single called Look What You Made Me Do. Taylor oh, Swift is back. Swift. Yeah. Taylor She's Swift back. is back. She back. With lots of shade and <laughs> accusations. <laughs> and, oh my know. god. She is embracing the snake. The she, snake, The yeah. snake is being embraced, yes. So the song was released um, last Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the music video was released this past Sunday during the VMAs. Mm-hmm. No yep. one was watching because everyone was watching everyone Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's, what's VMAs again? Yeah, uh, VMAs what? But we, I did see the music video after Game of Thrones. So yes, it's a yeah. win-win situation. We, pl- we, we, all, we played it. We, we all watched, watched it. it together. We all watched it together. Yes, we did. Yeah. We all had very different feelings about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you'll hear. So, <laughs> so the song um, makes re- many references to her... Um, feuds with like Kanye and um, Kim Kardashian, Tom Hiddleston, Calvin Harris, Katy Perry, and more. Like I think you can just it's just up to interpretation really because yeah nothing's really stated but you can just tell and yeah especially like the last t- yeah. twenty seconds of the song. I don't know. It's the pop version of a diss track. Basically, except pop like pop diss tracks exist though. <laughs> I mean, pop diss tracks exist. Uh, it's the Taylor Swift version yes, of a diss yeah. track. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so. Like what? What records did it break, Edgar? So it, it actually, this is uh, um, quite a huge hit for Taylor. It is already like had the fastest YouTube debut of any video, like most viewed YouTube video on day one, okay. than like any other video. It's like crazy, crazy okay. numbers it's pulling. Um, it's already pretty much breaking all the records and all the charts. Like it yeah. is going straight to number one. That's Taylor's cool. having a very, very successful time <laughs> with this single in preparation for her album, Reputation, which comes out November, November 10th. Yeah. Yes. And I guess we can discuss Yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just let's talk about the song and music video. Um, anyone wants to go first? <laughs> I don't know. Alephia? Um, I didn't enjoy the song. Um, yes. I, you know... I think, like, I wanted her to lean way more into the snake persona. Like, I wanted her to be, Oh, that's an interesting take mm -hmm. on it. I wanted her to be, like, super duper self-aware. And, like, I wanted her to lean into it. And, like, honestly, I'm just really bored of Taylor playing the victim. And, like, she does it again this time around. Even though, like, it sort of takes a turn in the video. Like, she... She highlights it at the end. She's like, oh my God, she's playing the victim again. Like, right. that's a line in the right. video. So I appreciate that level of self-awareness, but I don't like the song. Not that it undoes the video, though. No. Which is the, <laughs> the, video's, the funny point, which is like, wait, what? Yeah, and like, it do- that's a problem. Like, it doesn't undo the video or the song at all. Like, she's still kind of playing the victim. Like, you hurt me and I'm going to hurt you back instead of like, you hurt me, let me cry about it. So, like, that's... It could have been one way to go about it. Yeah, and I feel like that's the way Taylor's traditionally gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but this, like, the thing that was different is, like, oh, you hurt me, and I'm going to hurt you back, but I'm still going to complain about it. Right. So, like, she's still... Look what you made me do. Exactly. Look what you made me do. <laughs> so, like, she's still playing victim, um, which I'm bored by. Uh, <laughs> and, like, the song is not good. And, I, like, I just wish she would have, like, leaned into the snake persona and just, like, 
completely gotten rid of the victimization, I thought that would have like that would have made for like an interesting track. Well, that that was a lot of like the criticism that this in this this song like critically pan like people do not. Like this right song. Right Fred likes they it though. Not, well, because it samples Right Side <laughs> Fred. Uh, they do not like the video. Um, and a lot of the uh, sort of criticism has been that she, instead of, uh, like you said, she's playing the victim again, but instead of being self aware on this like different level, it is still uh, um, on the base, like it is still appealing to her base, to mm-hmm. like her audience in like in a way where it's like it doesn't transcend what Taylor's capable of. So right. a lot of people like a lot of the arguments are like, this is just the same shit. I mean, it is though. Like you could have given us different Stanley. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when I first heard the song, I didn't like it. Like it, it's. I think it's different from most of her songs. Like very different. Yes. Like the it's, the sound of it, it's like it's industrial. Yeah. It's and samples like it is Euro. It's like Euro trash. Like it really is. Like it samples Right Side Fred. It's literally okay. a dance song. You know. Yeah, and like I also didn't like it because um, it, it it's like a really negative song. Like, like I, I like her. <laughs> Like happier songs, singles in the past, you know. You miss the old Taylor. Yeah, I miss the old Taylor. <laughs> the non dead Taylor. The she old Taylor can't come, come to the, the phone, phone right now. I know. Because she's Why? dead. Because she's dead. Like, <laughs> the cringe is so I mean, high. Like, she's just, she's trying real hard to be edgy and she's just not getting there. She's like, not, it's just not there. Yeah. But anyways, Stanley, but continue. anyways, like, the more I listen to it, the more like I, I thought it was catchy and like entertaining like it's I think it's not good good but it's like ham like hammy like sh- that line that it you is. were saying like yeah. she it's like a, a hammy performance but I think she is aware of that somehow okay. so you buy it you buy yeah. it okay okay that's an interesting way of taking it okay. like she knows that it's not a masterpiece she's just like <laughs> she, yeah it's not Beethoven Symphony number like, nine but she's over just here. like going full on that mode how do you feel about taylor take becoming the snake embracing Um, it i think it's like really great actually because it's you think it's a good pr move yeah because like someone calls her a snake so she's using that like the derogatory whatever insults and owns it right i think that's really interesting right and i guess empowering too and if you think it i don't know but yeah that's that's my thought um yeah I thought the music video itself was, like, gorgeous, like, production design-wise and, like, just the thought that they put into it. Like, the symbolism can, you can just, like, yeah. guess whatever you want, interpret it however you want, but I think it's very, really interesting. And the last 20 seconds is, I think, what makes it. And the, like, I think the last 20 yeah. seconds are probably my favorite part of the yeah. entire video. Yeah. But I do, there are aspects of the video. It's like well like, shot, I think. It's a really, yeah. It yeah. Is no, it's a, really a be- it's a well done well pop sh- video. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a beautiful video. And it reminded me of Toxic, Britney Spears' Toxic. It's the same director. Oh, yeah. whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, my, so my thoughts on Taylor. Now I do not to plug my uh, my new podcast, my new show. Uh, but I will. Uh, um, but let me just plug yes, it. But let me plug it real quick. Uh, I'm going to have a much more in depth conversation on uh, Taylor Swift and this song with uh, Philip, who's been a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. We have a new podcast, The Recipe, um, and you'll hear more on that yeah. later. But anyways, um, so you know I. 
I have a lot of mixed feelings and mixed emotions about this song, but the song is not like for me, like sonically, it just, it doesn't sound good. Like nope. it's not a good yeah. sounding song. Agreed. It's also a very cringe worthy song. The yeah. lyrics are cringy. <laughs> like oh she's God. trying, she's going for this edgy aesthetic, which doesn't really fit with her. What I loved about 1989 was that it felt like her. her yeah. It felt like her making a, Literally a pop perfect album. Like, but, but who is she? Yeah, she has who, so many different personas. Who's the new? Who's, who's the new Taylor? Who's the, Taylor? Who's the real Taylor? The old Taylor yeah. can't come to the phone the right now. The old Taylor because she's dead. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's and what's so interesting about her is you know this whole like aspect of her has been I want to be removed from the feuds from the narrative. She literally said like one of the yeah. famous things she said is Can I be removed from this narrative? Yeah. Like from yeah. Kim and Kanye, I don't want to be in this narrative anymore. Yet she literally continues to come back to it. Like mm. she is literally it full on embracing it um i'm not saying it's a bad way to go about it actually if i was like her pr guy i'd say yeah maybe f- go into the snake become the snake see what happens mm-hmm. uh but it is just for me it is coming out as cringe fest like it is just so <laughs> cringy and it makes me sad because i expected more from her mm-hmm. like yeah. what if she came out with this like power ballad that just fucking destroyed everyone and she was just above it all yeah. it'd be like a great pop song like i I, she could have done that, but instead she stooped low to her base. Like, and that, to yeah. me, that's yeah. the, the misfire here. I mean, I agree. I feel like if she had just, like, dove all in and was just like, yeah, I'm the fucking snake, yeah. instead of, like, being like, I'm the snake, but I'm also the victim. Like, well, she's trying to... I'm a to- snake because you guys made me. Well, yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, Taylor, if you want to go full snake, say, yeah, you know what? I did do those horrible things, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's not the fucking end of the world. Like, I'm a human. Exactly. And I'll be like, damn, Taylor. Yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> man, I want you to, like, lean into the snake. I want you to lean into that villain right. persona. Because we're not, that's, what ma- that's what's going to make people exactly. like you. We're not going to forget that there are receipts of the things you've done. We're not going to forget oh that. God. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to be like, oh, yeah, Taylor, you're totally, like, the innocent white savior. Like, you're this great, yeah. <laughs> wonderful like, person. You are an adult woman, yeah. and we all know this. So, yeah. like, man, just own it. Lean into it. Like, I just... Yes. I feel like it could have... And, like, especially what you said, Edgar, with, like, the Eurotrash influences, I feel like this could have been a fucking banger. Like, if she had done it right. (laughs) Yeah. And the way she did it... No, but, like, the way she did it was awful and cringeworthy. Like, listening to that song gave me secondhand embarrassment. I was was a little... I was a little, like... I got red just listening to it. I was just like, oh, honey, no, yeah. no. Why would you go this route? Like, you could have gone so many different routes. Uh, but not to be too hard on Taylor, because to be fair to Taylor, this is just the first single, yeah. the first video. We don't know what the album reputation will bring, and we will obviously talk about it really when it comes out. Because it will be a huge cultural uh, 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 touch point, of course, coming later in November. Yeah. But anyways, one thing, or two quick things I want to talk about. Um, is this sort of like this weird thing that's happening where the alt-right and neo-Nazis have started to embrace Taylor Swift in The Snake. And I just want to know what your sort of initial thoughts and feelings on this. Obviously, this is not Taylor Swift's fault. She's not involved in this whatsoever, as far as we know. But uh, just thoughts on this. The alt-right is using her as the new symbol. That's weird. That's crazy to me. I have no idea. I mean, I personally... 
am not surprised. Yeah. I mean, Breitbart literally tweeted out the whole song, lyrics for the song. Instead of headlines, they tweeted out lyrics from the song. That's oh. weird. I mean, like, I'm not surprised. This sounds like the kind of shit the alt-right would do. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real. They're just like, oh, yeah, there's this pretty white I mean, like, blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm just saying, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyed person. Her, her biggest nemesis is a black, angry black man. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's. This icky. is the kind of shit it's that's icky. all. It's, it's so icky. Like, it just feels slimy and gross. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the alt right is slimy and gross. Yeah. So, like, this yeah. is totally in their wheelhouse. Like, I, I mean, if I were the alt right, it was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I would think. The only reason I bring it up is because a lot of the criticisms towards Taylor, which I don't think are necessarily fair, but they are criticisms out there, is that she did not make her voice heard during the election or during all this political uprising and all this upheaval, and she just sort of remained neutral to it because the accusation is that a large group of her base is literally alt-right listen, Like, a lot of the people who love Taylor are from are, are Republicans or are, you know, conservative in nature. Um, so the argument or the, the idea now is how does Taylor respond to neo-Nazis literally embracing her? She has to like, she has to come out and say something now. I mean, if she doesn't, I feel like it'll oh, be, it'd be bad. A, you know, it'd be really, really bad. And yeah. like, I, I believe that like she has a large conservative base. Taylor is also someone who uses movements at her convenience. I think we saw that with like kind of her friendship with Lena Dunham and Bla- Bad Blood and just yeah. like the Taylor Frank, like the way Taylor embraced feminism was really white feministy. It wasn't intersectional at all. Yes. She hasn't sort of continued that work or doesn't mm. like talk about it outside of the context of her, her music or her yeah. career. Right. Right. So it's tough. It's, you know, like, there, it would, humanity and ethics and morality say, <laughs> speak out about it now, right. but I don't expect her to just because of the way that, you know, she does navigate her career and her public image. It, it's tough because, you know, it. it's like, who... Is it her responsibility to do this? And remember last episode, we were literally talking about it. White people, it is your turn to speak up. Yeah, fuck Taylor, that's her job. Taylor Swift is like one of the key white people yeah. in America. We need you to fucking step up. If you, like Taylor Swift is a powerful figure in music who can literally force Spotify to do stuff, like do things for her. So we need you to act and we need you to renounce this. We need yeah. it to happen. Yeah. I mean, like it's not your fault that that happened but it's not anyone's fault no. that like injustice happens all the time right you still gotta like <laughs> fight against it <laughs> yeah anyways um i don't know is yeah. i don't know i i i don't i didn't realize that fact at right. all yeah but she, yeah i don't know it, it's tough she but... is a powerful figure and she can do like i would be happy if she did denounce me too that part of her audience i guess yeah it's just a shame not to use such a big platform to affect positive change like she did use her platform like during the a sexual assault trial with the dj yeah like to show girls that to stand up for themselves yes yeah Mm -hmm. something happens to them and like she didn't even care about the money she just sued him for a dollar yeah no and she she was countersuit which is amazing like that's crazy and she won the case and was like that's right. great, but like I guess she's yeah. picking, you know, and choosing yeah. 
I mean, Taylor, we need we need you, girl. We need <laughs> your white voice to fucking. Yeah. We need you right now. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Moving on. Um. So there's a a, a, a theater in Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. That recently um took down like a screening of Gone with the Wind due to um maybe protests or just like um, well, concerns there, from yes, there the are local comments and concerns community. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, the the theater came out and said, as an organization whose stated mission is to entertain, educate, and enlighten the communities it serves, the Orpheum cannot show a film that is insensitive to a large segment of its local population. Now, Gone with the Wind is a huge, iconic, yeah. old Hollywood film uh, that is very problematic. Has a mm-hmm. lot of problematic mm-hmm. aspects. Of it, however, it like it isn't the National Library of Congress. Like it is a well uh, treasured and beloved film uh, for a lot of reasons. If you if you take inflation into account, it's the most grossed movie ever. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's nothing to sort of shy away from. But this is like you know. So now the argument becomes: is you know, should it not be shown? Like what are what, what are the thoughts here? This is a huge important film in American history. Is it racist? Yeah, like there's yeah. racist aspects of it, absolutely. Uh, should it not be shown in public? I mean, it's the theater's every right to not show it if they don't want yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, feelings, thoughts. Um, I guess from my perspective, like if your audience is saying we don't want it, yep. then like, yeah, fucking shut it down. Right. Um, and I think if totally you are fair. going to show problematic things from the past, I think it was old, like, WB cartoons that had a lot of, like, kind of um, minstrelly elements yes. and racist problematic yeah. things. And they put, like, a title card yes. in front of it they saying, did. like, this is a product of its time. It doesn't make yes. it right. But we don't feel, like, but we also don't feel it's right to, like, shy away from our history in this yes. way. And censor it um, and remove it. Yeah. Censor it and remove it. So... I guess in my opinion, if you are going to show the movie, couple it with that sort yeah. of like title card and then maybe like a conversation yeah, about discussion. it afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Like instead of making it a nor like you're already it's already a special screening because this is this is not a new release or anything like that. Right. You might as well have like a discussion about it afterwards or have like a panel of people speak afterwards. Like organize it in a way where there's a discussion about this movie and about the kind of racist implications and the minstrelly implications and like, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the history of the South and stuff like that. I think, again, they have every right not to show it if the audience doesn't want it. But if people are like, yeah, let's see this movie, then I think it, I think a, it's a good movie to show as long as you couple it with the right conversations. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I would agree with Olivia. Because if, if, I was about to say, like, if you decide to show it, how about have a conversation or piano afterwards to talk about it. Um, and it's interesting because even in Austin, the Paramount film series, yes. they show Gone with the Wind, like, every year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, Stan. I know. Our I don't resident know what to movie, say. Our resident know. film buff here. Because I do like the movie, but I I also noticed that it has like some problematic things. Yeah, you in it. you can like something. Yeah, you can criticize exactly. it, right? And I, so I I don't think it that it shouldn't be shown because of that. You know. Yeah. Right. 
Right. But yeah, couple it with a um, conversation. Yeah, basically. I, I mean, I think Olivia yeah. just hit the nail on the head with this one. I 100% agree. I do not think this is a movie that needs to be completely erased from our history. It is a huge part of our history. It's a huge part of filmmaking. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is just an important film. Like, uh, Birth of a Nation is an yeah. important film. It is a innately racist yeah. film, but yeah. it is an important film. I mean, I think it's important to, like, acknowledge the unsavory parts of our past. Yes. Right? Um and again, if people don't want to watch it, I think that's within their full right. Like, personally, for me, I, unless there was that type of discussion afterwards, like, I'm not going to go pay to see it at the Paramount Film Series yeah. because they don't have a discussion. Like, there's mm. not anything coupled with that, right? right? But if it were to screen elsewhere and it had that discussion afterwards and there was a conversation around it, I'd be more inclined yeah. to see it. You know? So, like, yeah. it's. It's one of those things. I, I, mean, I think that's a I think that's a fair argument. Although I, I personally wouldn't say, "Hey, Paramount, don't show it," even if you don't have a discussion. Yeah. Exactly. Like I I wouldn't say that. I just right. wouldn't go watch it. Yeah. Right. Right. Up exactly. To the viewers, if they wanted it, to watch it. Not. Yeah. A part of it is sort of viewer responsibility and viewer discretion yeah. to an extent. Obviously, we don't want to show like impression like yeah. kids these films without that larger conversation yeah. that mm. that is important to have. Um, uh, to me, I sort of link this uh, uh, to the Confederate statue argument where it's like, we let's put these in a museum. It's not yeah, that we exactly. want to forget our history. We just want to put it in a place uh, where it can be studied people. and be yeah. educated. Yes, an education tool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all agree. This is a simple conversation. Yeah. All <laughs> we right. all sort of agree. That's what should happen. Gone with the wind. Done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So um, Ed Scrine. Scrine, Scrine, whatever. Um, oh. <laughs> so he, sorry, apologies. In advance. Sorry, Mr. sorry, Scrine. Ed. But um, he dropped out of the Hellboy reboot um, film. Yes, after facing some backlash, yes, yeah. controversy from like people who were saying that he was they're, they're whitewashing another role. Who like the character of Major Ben Daimyo mm-hmm. is a um, is of mixed um, Asian heritage and once. Um, Ed found out about that. He wrote like a lovely statement. It's like really classy statement mm-hmm. about the importance of diversity in media. Speaking of white people doing the right yes. things and Man, using the voice. Is, this is a perfect example exactly. of white yes. people stepping up and like, I don't want to give him too many props because like, you know, it, it's something that should have happened. But I think it's yeah. important to note that like actors can choose the to, movies to say yes they or no. Exactly. To act right. in. <laughs> right, right. Like right. people were saying that it shouldn't have been on him to make that decision. It should yeah. have been like the producers to actually like, you know, offer yeah. the oh, role. Should, he should yeah. have never been in a position to have to decide. Exactly. Oh, definitely. Like I don't think he should have had like he shouldn't have been in a, put in a public position to yeah. like have all this heat on him from right. the get go. Right. But like what he did with that situation is great. Like, oh yeah, you know, dropping or stepping out of the row and making a sacrifice. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people are like, "This is a sacrifice." It's like, gotta been like a lot of money for him. You a know? lot of money oh, and yeah. more exposure. Yeah. You know, uh, it. I, I'm very happy that he did it. Yeah, uh, it just shouldn't have happened in the first place. But we've we've had that conversation yeah. many many times. I'm just glad that this is one of the few examples if Very the few. only yeah maybe the only one where yeah. we have a white actor literally saying nah you know what no this is not right and this is what we need this is the yeah. precedent and now like it's on the producers to actually like there's heat on the producers to pick 
Yeah. You know, a person of color. Man, good on him. Class act. Exactly. Like, so, so I think, good. like, more actors should do that. So, like, turn down a role that's not, like, originally... Scarjo, we're talking to you. Yeah, Scarjo. Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. Oh, Emma Stone. We are talking to you. The guy who plays Danny Rand in Iron Fist, even though the character was white, but still. <laughs> yeah. Just like maybe stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- this is just a- another piece of good news. Like, this is just exactly the example we need. Like, Hellboy, this is a huge movie. Like, him yeah. saying no to this, like, that's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, people have been waiting for another Hellboy movie. I know. For- a long, long time. time. And this is the reboot. Like, yeah. a lot is riding yeah. here. Um, yeah. Good good move, Ed. Like, I, move. I respect him now. And then, like, people are saying, I uh, might see, like, support him and seeing his other films in the future. Like, oh, yeah, I'll probably yeah. do that because, yeah. Like, I that's might... just, like, the right thing to do, you know? Do you think I... he burnt some bridges? Nah. No. No. I'm honestly... The goodwill he got. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think... Like, from a practical perspective, if you see audience trends and, like, what people are watching and what's important to people, this is something that's really important to people. Um, Especially as you have a population, like, the U.S. is still your biggest market, and you have a population of people who are, you know, representation really, really matters to them. Right. I think, man, I really don't think he burned any bridges, like... I think, if anything, he'll get more work out of this. Yeah. Like, even if he burned that one bridge, it's a major franchise. Like, I get it. But, like, man. There are so gonna... many opportunities, probably, know. for him. He's, you know? he's going to get so much more work because yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> good Good for you. Clapping. Yes. Clapping for Ed. That's great. Uh, okay, so we're moving on to Movie Pass. Yes, this I, is a... This uh, has been, like, a couple weeks old news, right? But... Right. Like, we were off one week, and then last week was Charlottesville. <laughs> yeah, we, we, this is we something we wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so um, if you guys haven't heard, MoviePass is, like, a subscription-based um, thing where, like, Netflix, it's also, like, owned by a co- co-owner. Yeah, it was founded by, by co- Mitch Lowe, co-founder okay. of Netflix, yeah. And so the premise of that is people pay um, a certain amount a month, and they can watch one movie uh, max a day, a 2D movie. And that price... No 3D for you. <laughs> yeah, no 3D. But um, it used to be around $30 and then went up to 40 and then 50 But then... Like, All of a sudden. They dropped it down to $10 a month and people were freaking out about it and they were like, there must be a catch to this. Like, why is it so cheap? And then the company or the co-owners right. or the owners stated that they wanted to quickly gain a consumer base. And then... Yeah. Somehow, I don't know if, like, they'll lose money. They'll obviously lose they money They will lose this. money. But in some way, maybe in the future, how they gain profit is still remains to be seen. Like, maybe they'll increase the price a bit, or I don't know exactly. Right, they want to get their user base first, and yeah. then they can go from there. One of the things they said, too, is that they would look into selling uh, uh, their user base's information yeah. to yeah. advertisers. But more specifically, um, their viewing habits, like what movies they watch so they can get more targeted um, advertisements to those users. A Google move. A very, very Google move. Very Google move. So... Yeah, and Stanley, you have movie pass. You have right? movie I have pass. movie pass. So, like, tell us about it. One of our other friends it. has movie pass. Who? Kayla. Oh, yeah, Kayla. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're not supposed to say her. <laughs> we just put, put her on blast. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how do you feel about it? Like... 
are there pros and cons? Do you still want more time with it? Like, give it, give us the inside scoop. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> like, for me, I, like, um, movie going, like, just, it's changing movie going experience because um, movie pr- prices have been high and, um, what do you call that? Just, like, people going to movie theaters. Um, the attendance rate, yeah, yeah. Has fallen, like, steadily because, yeah. Of all these costs. And because you can watch it at home. Exactly. Way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Like, people have, like, superior sound, like, like home theater systems. Yeah, we have, like, giant TVs now, better audio systems. Yeah, without, like, the distracting, like, people, like, on their cell phones or babies crying or, you know. um, So, I got Movie Pass, like, last Friday. And I've used it, like, once every day already. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Stanley, you... And it works. It works. I want to say real quick, just uh, uh, Stanley is one like an ideal user yes. case because for I, this. I, I watch movies at the theaters like frequently. Yes. But I've been cutting back on... like I had to pick and choose like which movies to watch because I don't have all the money to watch whatever. Right. So this know. has been amazing yeah. for you. So like with MoviePass, I'm actually more open to watching like even bad movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because like it's... I'm this is, deba- it's this like is debatable, Stanley. Yeah, this is debatable. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. Yeah, because like people use Rotten Tomatoes now, you know, to right. gauge what they should watch in theaters. And like I would stay away from films that I would be interested in, but because they have... Lower scores. Yeah. But now like with MoviePass, like, I'm going to watch it. But then... Yeah, if you don't see yourself going to the theater that often, you shouldn't get it. But, you know, it you have to just watch one movie a month. Yeah. And I think you, anyone can do that. It. To, like, recoup. Yeah. yeah, to recoup what you... And if you watch two, it pays for itself, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no. so I I highly recommend it. Um, I, MoviePass said that they're going to keep this $10 a month price for at least a year. Yeah. Dope. So I'm getting it. Which yeah. that's well, that's kind of that's hilarious because that to me is like, by the way, it's changing. <laughs> like that is literally saying yeah, maybe it's going to change. I mean, yeah. Like that's... the future is, is uncertain right now because yeah. they're just trying to gain as much consumer base. If you can get on it, get on it now. Yeah. Stanley highly recommends it. So how do we feel? So AMC is trying to block yeah. the past. They're like yeah. not happy about it. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because I don't really quite get it. Because your concession sales though go up then, right? Exactly. Right. And movie pass and that's how pays you... for the ticket. Yes. Yeah. Like literally most theaters make their money through I think concessions. Well, I think AMC, I guess for them it's like, oh shit, this is something, a market we need to get into. We need to have people have passes for our like theaters AMC exclusive. Yeah. subscription Exactly. Passes. They have AMC stubs right now, which is like a right. rewards thing that people can right. rack up. Um, they were saying how about like the future of movie watching, like if something changes in movie pass, people wouldn't want to buy like a regular ticket anymore because right. that would be and like too high. People already don't want to buy a exactly. ticket. Exactly. So people like, already are not going to th- the movies. movies. I know. And this will make people yes, go to the movies. We, it's interesting because we are special cases because we love film and we yeah. love movies. We go to the theater more often than most people. Yeah. Who, they just don't because they have big TVs. They have great audio system. And also we have companies like Apple who's like working with Hollywood to bring movies home faster mm-hmm. like you have all these things happening yeah. in the theater like the theater experience is something that's slowly sort of been dying so yeah. this is like a push for it and I, it seems cool that's like great. i yeah. don't see why not 
Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of weird that they're selling your data. Uh, that's no, kind of icky. I mean, Stanley's like, whatever, just sell it so far. I mean, like, but even even with a case like Stanley, though, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'll just go watch a bad movie just because. So, like, yeah. how targeted are his ads sure. really going to exactly. be? They're just going to send Stanley <laughs> everything. Yeah. Like, Stanley they're just like, oh. yeah. I mean... Like, literally, I feel like they're going to look at Stan's dad and be Most like, I don't even consumer. know. Yeah, Stan's going to get the like, liter- Literally, yeah. I think they're going to look at your dad and be like, we don't know what the fuck to Stan- do. <laughs> Stan's like the guy who goes to a buffet and, like, the That's buffet theater's like, you, or the buffet's like, you need to stop eating. Like, yeah. you've got too much. Like, like, the past five movies I've seen, like, three, three of them were indie movies, like Columbus, Wind River, um, Logan Lucky, and then the last oh, yeah. two that I've seen were, like, schlocky like horror movies like Kidnap and 47 Meters Down. Wow. <laughs> and okay. today I'm going to watch an anime tonight. Oh. Hey, what are you watching? In This Corner of the World. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, it's about like a World War II Hiroshima thing. It's going to be depressing probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to use it to watch like a wide range of movies even like blockbusters coming soon. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, so the podcast recommends Movie Pass. Check yeah. it out. Uh, so we'll we'll think, check back in yeah. a few months yeah. if your data and your and your identity's been stolen. We'll yeah. see we'll see what happens with you, Stanley. I think like the the only restrictions I have to say is that you you have to you can only buy the movie tickets on the day of. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. So if there's like things no with Star reserves, Wars for you, yeah, reserve seatings, then for a popular movie you might be out of luck. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to buy those premieres. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of time. how often do theaters sell, sell out of seats? Like, I don't know. It depends. It, it really depends. depends. Yeah. It really depends. But, like, I think if you're going to see something, like, like on maybe a weekday. on a weekday, like, you know, a few days after its release. If like, you're Stanley, this yeah. is perfect. Literally, <laughs> Stanley, Stanley is so perfect oh for this. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, like, saving so much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stanley's like, I can't afford not to go to the movies exactly. now. No, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. um, we are going to take a quick break. And during this break, you are going to hear a short teaser, a two-minute teaser for uh, my new podcast, The Recipe. Um, I hope Stanley and Olivia will be guests on this show. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be – it's an interesting podcast. It is about music and just culture and music. Like, So if that those are things you love, I think you'll check it out. Anyways, you'll hear more in the teaser. And when we come back, we are going to have a spoiler-filled Game of Thrones finale conversation. Just sort of like a little extra bonus. Uh, maybe have a little bit longer episode this week. But uh, we hope you come back and enjoy. All righty. Hey, this is Edgar. And I'm Philip. And – we are back. Yes. We are back. Uh, this is The Recipe Podcast. This is a show we've been working on for a while. Some of you may know us from our previous podcast, The Craft Podcast. Yes. Well, originally, Craft. Craft. Yeah. And then we got we got a little carried away and decided to add The That's at the true. beginning. That's true. That's true. For the short period that, of time. Yes. You, some of you may know us from... Uh, from may know me from the other show that I do, The Minority Report with Stanley and Olivia. Philip is a frequent guest on that podcast. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. I was for a short period of time, (laughs) um, but I've been kicked off due to... um, I don't really know. It's because you're a white man. That's true. That's true. (laughs) No. So this is our new project, The Recipe. We are a show about music and culture. We're going to talk about all things music uh, with sort of a focus on hip hop. That is the genre that we mostly uh, are knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about that we know and love. Um, But really, 
we are music nerds. We love music. We live it. We breathe it. That's all, you know, I really like, that's all I think about all day. Pretty much. Pretty much yeah. Like, I mean, in my head, I'm making my own little playlist. Like nope. I'm just obsessed with it and we love talking about it. So this is what this show is going to be. The recipe It's going to be a little bit different take than uh, craft. If you're familiar with yeah. craft, we're going to be quicker. We're going to be bi-weekly. It's not yes. going to be every week. Uh, but to make up for the bi-weekly nature, we're going to have videos. We're going to have blog, blog posts. We're going to have we're going to have all sorts yes. of stuff. Uh, we're going to collaborate. We're going to be more. very social on the social media. We're going to be social yes. on the social medias. As you can tell, we are very old people here. <laughs> no, we're going to be sociable on social media. Hey, fellow kids, <laughs> check check out our spicy memes, please. Do you have a MySpace page? <laughs> <laughs> what was your MySpace song? Okay, uh, cool. Tom was your friend. Great, awesome. So, um, yeah, so that's what this show is going to be. It's going to be uh, fun-loving, just, you know, simple. We're going to have fun with it. I think, yes. I think last time around we were a little serious. Yeah, which um, is great. People love that too. Yeah. You know? But we, we, were, we were wanting to do something A little new, different. And we took our sweet time with it. Some yes. of, so for our listeners who are coming yeah. from Craft. You know, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, here we go. It's time, Round ladies two. and gentlemen. You can follow us everywhere. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Last time we didn't, but now we do. You can find it, The Recipe Podcast. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, at The Recipe Cast. And, of course, a website, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you know you've made it into the game. Yeah, I don't know about that. www.therecipebroadcast.com. Yeah, so we hope you join us, and you know we hope you enjoy it. We yeah. hope, we hope you're here. Have fun with it, guys. Yes, exactly. Yes, we are here to have fun. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. We are back. Last weekend, something major happened: Game of Thrones <laughs> season finale. This was a, a, a huge deal. We all watched it together. We had a yeah. finale watching party. Um, this is a big, huge cultural touchstone, cultural moment, and we just want to talk about it. You know, we haven't we re- we talked about the premiere, and then we sort of just stopped talking about mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Um, but we wanted to have a just a spoiler filled conversation about the finale. So if you've not seen the finale, don't listen to this. Do don't not listen, listen to, to this. this. Do not listen to this. We will talk to you next week, unless um, you don't care. So. Yeah, unless you don't care. <laughs> but let's get into it. Um, yeah, initial feelings on the season finale. Man, I was talking to a friend about this. Um, someone who doesn't watch Game of or like someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones is like, I don't, you know, like I don't get it. And I was like, you know, Game of Thrones is an okay fantasy show, but the fact that it's it such is a, a fantastic fantasy <laughs> show, <laughs> it is okay. But like the fact that it's such a cultural event, like yes. I think because watching it and like I don't know how they did this. But they made it so, like, people have these watch parties. Like, I yeah. feel like that's how a lot of people watch Thrones, yeah. you yes, know? Yes, absolutely. And so I feel like because now watching the episodes is an event for people, like, that's why Game of Thrones is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, getting together and watching it together with your yeah. friends and, like, it's so much more fun to just, yes. like, yell at the TV with a bunch of people yeah. than just, like, watch it silently by yourself. Yeah. This is one of the few shows that I, like, I, my preferred viewing method is with a large with group people, of people. Yeah. 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 I think that's the only show that have that has existed. I mean, Maybe the, Breaking Bad, but... There's Breaking Bad. There's, uh, during its time, The Sopranos, oh. Seinfeld. Like, there have been show, cultural touchstone shows like this yeah. before, but Game of Thrones is, like, it's reaching these 
amazing, crazy yeah. numbers. And people are like, oh my God, like, you, they can't even comprehend it. But yeah. anyway, Stanley, yeah. your thoughts on the season finale? Um, it was really great. I yeah. thought one of the few, one of the few it good was, episodes. It was. A, oh but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> part of a mediocre season. All right, Stanley. Mm, well, <laughs> I just like the many payoffs and resolutions yes. to some mm-hmm. of the characters that they've been setting up. Like even the, the confrontations are just like people meeting face to face for the first yeah. time. Yes, in a long time. Yeah. 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 And um, there are some moments that I thought, eh. but overall, I like the also the built build up to the next sec- second half of the series season i mean and we'll see where it goes but i, yeah. I was like satisfied yeah i think this last episode uh righted a lot of wrongs in this season <laughs> yes that i've re- i really enjoyed uh, uh, uh i see a lot of criticism saying like it was unearned though because of just like crazy timelines and yeah stuff. i agree but you know yeah. what? It it didn't it, for me. It didn't really matter. It, it just mattered that, it, like you said, it is a like group viewing experience, and we were all satisfied. Yeah. Like no one was like bummed or sad about it. Like, like it was a good episode. We were just excited for the next season. But yeah, we've sort of been uh, beating around the bush. But let's talk about the actual season in general. Uh, just thoughts and feelings on the season. Maybe give us examples of some moments that you enjoyed or disliked. Um, it's weird because like. Game of Thrones usually just blend together, and after a while, I'm like, okay, what specific episode? That's true. Is yeah. this what happens? Yeah. Um, I think I thought the season overall was pretty good. I I, I don't know where why people would be criticizing it. To be honest, sounds <laughs> um, like I love it. Give me more. <laughs> I think the only problem, huge problem I had was the second to last episode with the timelines. The of, timeline was the timelines. Yeah. The, the timelines. Is- season we're just like how let's yeah. ha- let's fast forward this because yes. you, yeah because we have to go to the end and but i think it's satisfying overall just what's your favorite moment of the season um little finger dying oh, oh that was a good moment that was a good moment that was a good yeah. moment olivia thoughts on the season you've already sort of alluded I mean, to I've it i've already sort of alluded to it but um <laughs> you know i like I agree with a lot of the criticisms that like a lot of the payoffs are unearned. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Littlefinger payoff was actually pretty great. Yeah. Like he, yeah. it. I'm sad that he took kind of a backseat this season because I feel like it would have made his like, I would have made his death a little yeah. bit more like sweeter if yeah. he had a bigger part to play this season. But I feel like that was definitely earned. He's fucked Sansa over so many times. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And like literally trying to drive a wedge in the Stark family. (laughs) To a point. Yeah, to a point where I thought Arya was really annoying. Like, why are you falling to his plans? Yeah. But they didn't. I was like, okay, that's great. And like people had already people predicted that it was going to happen. Um, I also enjoyed this. Like, I didn't enjoy that particular part of the episode, but I enjoyed the fact that literally we watched it in like a group of what ten Mm -hmm. and. The entire episode, we were just yelling boat sex at the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's another touch. That's yeah. another big moment of so the like, season, boat sex. you know, incest happened. Yeah. Like, we and all, we were happy about it. We all, like, we all knew it was going to happen. Like, I think this... In, every time we, like, got together to watch the show, we were like, oh, yeah, they gon' fuck. Like, yeah. every... Like, somebody said it at least yeah. once every Danny and John. episode. Danny and John. Yeah. Danny and John were going to fuck. But, like... I think especially this past week, like I feel like every other minute someone would just yell boat sex and boat it was sex. funny every time. And that scene was also <laughs> pretty, like, I disagree. <laughs> I'm and, like, that scene was also, I don't know. I found it really funny. <laughs> yeah. 
We got to see John's butt. His amazing firm man, amazing butt. <laughs> I mean, damn, it's a good butt. Props to Kit Harrington for that. Yeah, um, my doing th- those squats. My yeah, my thoughts on the season. I thought it was really, really rushed. I, I think I've told Stanley this before. I really wish that the season were longer. Yeah, yeah, like two like, more like, episodes. Give us like maybe another season or two seasons more. Yeah, like you know, give it, yeah, know. or like because the show is known for its slow burn yeah. and its meticulous way yeah, it that it arranges fast. its players on the chessboard on the Game yeah. of Thrones, you know? But here it's like, oh shit, we are literally running out of time. We need to move. Make this happen. We need to make this happen and they just make it happen and it's like, Yes, we wanted that, but it sort of like seems unearned because yeah. we didn't mm-hmm. go through the process. And by doing that, they also it also meant that a lot of characters did things that were uncharacteristic of mm-hmm. them. Like sometimes Tyrion would do things that I'm like, that's not a Tyrion move. And then Arya, you mentioned Arya, I'm like, what? Like Arya's yeah. this like fucking trained fucking assassin yeah. who went to fucking Hogwarts and learned all the fucking moves. Yeah. Like why I think she... we're I think we're mixing universes. No, I know, I know. No, I, I forgot the name. She went to Bravos to the man with no face. Whatever. She whatever. went to Hogwarts. Yes, she became was a wizard. sorted in Slytherin. No, no, no. It was no. a whole thing. And went through the. She would be Gryffindor. Okay. No, no, no. But no, but she. You know, you're like this is unlike. Arya, like Arya is a fucking master. She should be able to read Littlefinger. Exactly. Like, like, why is she falling into this? And then like the payoffs, like, oh yeah, they were working him all along. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but it still feels icky and weird. Like it didn't. It didn't feel like. Exactly. Yeah. Apparently, there was a, a a cut scene. Which had Sansa talk to Bran, which by the way, Bran is was like ex machina now because he literally knows everything. Yeah. And like they cut the scene where she talks to Bran, and Bran's like, "Yo, Littlefinger, about to fuck y'all over." Oh. And I'm like, "Oh, that changes things. That's sort yeah. of interesting." Uh, my favorite moments though had to be dragons. I love dragons. dragons. Like when the dragon died. What? Okay, what? No, no. <laughs> no, loot train. The loot train attack was great. The oh, Drogo. Yeah, uh, that was that was a really good action sequence. I yeah. love that. Um, the second to last episode, I thought I would love, but I ended up not liking as much as I thought mm-hmm. I would. Uh, Viserion dies. That's like crazy. Yeah, uh, ice dragon now. Ice um, dragon. Yeah, a lot. A, a lot happened this season, but also a lot didn't happen this season. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird sort of mix. Like people thought Cersei would die this. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad because Lena Headey is like she's one of great. the. She's fantastic. She is one of the better actors. Yeah. I was actually predicting that she would work with them, which happened, but not. Not, not really. really. But I'm, I'm hoping that she turns herself but Jamie around. Jamie fucked off. Well, yeah. Jamie, they like, got Jamie now, which I is know. like what? He, um, he was like last straw. I'm out. Yeah. Like, All right. You saw that shit. We about I to know. die. Join the Fast and Furious family. Yeah, yeah seriously. Basically. The familia. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel's about to come out yeah. in this movie. Um, no. Wait, can you imagine Ludacris in the yeah. camera? Oh, my God. We need it. Why not? Why not? Why exactly. the hell not? Let's fucking do it. Somebody um, on the internet, make a mashup. Make it happen. The other... Okay, so the two big, real big moments of the season, John and Danny met, fell in love. Something's happening with them. John is revealed to be a Targaryen. He is... Uh, the rightful heir to the, the Iron Throne. He is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. That is going to cause some tension there. And then, of course, the final big moment is the wall has finally mm, fallen. Yes. Um, thoughts on those two things, and then we can move on to some sort of predictions for the final season. Wasn't it already revealed the last season that he was the rightful heir to the throne, though? No. It was revealed he was a bastard of a Targaryen, but oh. it was not revealed that he's uh, uh, born, oh. out of, born into wedlock. He was not he, born so out of wedlock. So like he's 
a legitimate Targaryen. He's not yes. a bastard. He is literally oh. in line before Danny now. Okay. Because before he was a threat to Danny's claim. Now he's literally uh, above her in the oh. claim for the throne. I guess I wasn't following it to that one. But <laughs> no, that's, but that's good to hear. But that's oh. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the show is sort of focusing and saying. Actually, John is John is the main character of the show. Like, yeah. it's been a hard like people have been debating it. I mean, like it's a nice full circle because it started right. off with Ned, comes back around with John. Right. right, but I don't know feelings and thoughts on this, Olivia. Danny and John just felt really unearned. Like I just felt like <laughs> yeah. that whole, it was so quick. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was so, quick. It yeah. was crazy quick. And like honestly, for me, I just didn't understand like. I mean, yeah, he was at Dragonstone, but I don't get how, like, that happened. He's so dreamy. Look at them eyes. Look I at mean, the way he looked at I her thought... heart. <laughs> it was just like a really, you know, Kit Harrington has, like, one facial expression. He does. <laughs> Somber, sad, broody. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I've, like, in compare. In contrast to kind of his relationship with Egret and how that evolved, this just felt really rushed and yeah. I didn't understand the it attraction did. Did. or the kind of like... I mean, don't get me wrong. We all wanted it to happen. Love that developed. <laughs> but it just happened so fast. Yeah. yeah. And like, man, incest. In, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's now like, now we know that she is his aunt. That's... Mm. Aunt Nephew Love, love Fest. Be- beginning of season one, we're like, boo, incest. And now end of season seven, we're like, yeah, incest. The the entire show is just a ploy for them to like make incest, incest accept- okay. yeah. acceptable yeah. in society. That's so weird. Um, uh, the wall has crumbled. Thoughts? Shit. Shit. Yep. Yeah. Stakes has risen. Yeah, I, it, it kind of bugs me that Cersei's still this looming figure down south, and we have the Night King. No, up I think there. she's been like reduced a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Like since he has a drag, the Night King has a dragon. I think he can fly literally anywhere. Like yeah. not just from the north going down. As proven by the timeline of yeah. season seven, like, you can yeah. literally get anywhere. He can appear in you Cersei's can get land. anywhere on a dragon. Yeah, he can appear in, in King's Landing anytime. Is that the place where Cersei is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then like watch her like freak out about it. And it's like, okay, I, I want to join back again. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm pulling for her actually. So really? Yeah. I think she'll have like this arc where she becomes like an anti-hero. But the prophecy says she's going to die. Oh yeah. She's yeah. going to die. She's going to die. And I want Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's going to kill her. They're going to kill her. Because uh, she always her. thinks Tyrion's going to kill her, but it's not going to be him. It's going to be Jamie. Yeah. Although the new Reddit theory is that her unborn child is going to kill her. And since the unborn child is like also technically her brother, like in a <gasps> weird fucking way. What? Oh. Mind blown. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, predictions for the final season. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming to an end, y'all. That is crazy. Like, yeah. this show that's been part of our fucking cultural zeitgeist for so long is going to be over. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer. 2019 19. is when they're predicting the final season will happen. Uh, I predictions. Have, I don't have it. Pre- I don't like to predict for Game of Thrones. What do you want? What do I want? Is that everyone, everyone works together <laughs> and defeat, defeat the White Walkers? Yeah. Stanley, you, Stanley, you want a kumbaya scene? Yes. That's not going to happen. I want to have the song, Why Can't We Be Friends, play. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Okay. No, Stanley. People going to die. It's yeah. not going to be good. Yeah. Olivia? I mean, I want Jamie to kill Cersei. I feel yes. like that's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, please. Um... I want, like, 
I think Sansa is coming out as like full on badass, mm-hmm. yes. and like I want the show to really like lean into that. Like, yeah, Sansa's a motherfucking beast. Yeah, yeah. I think like, she's gonna take over the North. Like, that's oh, gonna yeah. be her role. That's gonna be her role. I like yeah. the meme that says, "Oh, sorry, this old Sansa can't come out <laughs> <on> right now." <laughs> Why? Why? Because, because she's, she's dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Call back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. To our own episode. I, yeah. I'm excited for uh, Club Game Bowl, number one. Club Game Bowl. We know it's going to happen. Oh, oh It's yeah, okay. the mountain and yeah. the hound. It's going to happen. It also, like, the hound has to be, like, the most improved player in Game of Thrones. Because oh, yeah. he literally came from, like, nothing. And now he's, like, a major figure yeah. in the final war to come. It's, like, mind-blowing. Uh, I do want to mention this, like, that smile he and Brienne shared when they were talking about Arya. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, like two divorced parents like smiling at their yeah. child was so they're murderous they're assassin they're child assassin child <laughs> yeah, I wonder cute. what I wonder what Ned and Catelyn would think mm. of Arya the assassin like they're like the way their children just ended up one of them yeah. is like a say ancient sage being yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. one of them is like king of the north but like doesn't really want to be king of the north yeah. right one of them is an assassin, yeah, and the other one Sandra. is like a technical badass. Yeah, it's a technical badass. That's no, it's awesome. It's crazy how the Starks were literally like uh, so beat up the entire yeah. series, and now all of a sudden they're like the fucking height of power again. They it's survived awesome. an entire season yeah. without dying. No That's crazy. Yeah. That's no amazing. Starks died. That's yeah. awesome. No, well, actually, Benjen Stark died. Benjen Stark. Benjen. No. It, was, it was implied that Benjen Stark. <laughs> Finally, like, fully died. Yeah, so that <laughs> happened. We'll see. Uh, he was kind of dead before. Yeah. yeah. I, I want some dragon battles. I want... I don't know. I, want, I think the two, like, Drogo and... Um, Viserion. Oh, Rhaegal. Rhaegal are gonna kill... Um, Hopefully. I, think, I think they're gonna have to team up to kill Viserion, and one of them's gonna die. Do you think John, And there's only gonna be one dragon left. Do you think John's gonna ride? John is gonna fucking ride a dragon. Fuck yeah, he is. He rode a dragon already. Oh yeah. No, I no, mean, no, like, yes, no, wink, wink, sexual. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I th- yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Okay. Now with that one. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we are uh, very, very excited for I'm the sorry. final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I, Olivia's laughing. I love, love this show. Obviously, it's a, uh, a complex show, and there's a lot of yeah. bad things there, but. Um, it's just like it, it is just such a great it's like we sp- time we spent so much time with it already that yeah. like I think yeah. we're just gonna ride with it to the yeah you know? so let, uh, I, I'm happy that it's coming to an end but I'm also a little bit sad it's very bittersweet and thank like, god for the yeah. other series that they're gonna do with that well we'll see no. we'll see if we'll see if they're successful at all yeah. uh, the other Game of Thrones prequel series or yeah. whatever um Anyways. I just want a Drogo and Ghost animated series, you guys. <laughs> we need Ghost. Ghost needs to come back. Ghost, where are you? We need you back. Ghost needs to write Drogo, and they, they need to be best friends. They spent all their CGI budget on the dragons. They couldn't afford yeah. to have Ghost in it. Uh, HBO, you got all the money in the world. Fucking Game of Thrones. Everyone watches it. Come on now. Spend mm. the money. Get Ghost on the show. Um, all right. That has been our episode. A little bit of a longer one this week, but we thought, you know, why not? It, mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, as you know, like we mentioned at the very beginning of the show, our thoughts and prayers with, um, the victims of Hurricane Harvey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we implore you to please, please donate, uh, whatever you can, your time, your money, whatever you can to help, 
Um, as always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play. Please drop us a review on any of those platforms, especially iTunes, if you will. That would really, really help us. Uh, by episode 50, we will have a mailbag. We're going to make this happen, so get ready for it. Uh, you can follow us on our social medias at MinorityPod, except on Facebook where we are the whole thing, the Minority Report podcast. All right, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.